Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, before we get into what I'm sure is going to be a deep, dark mountain of depression, <laughs> yeah, I think that it's time that we turn it over to the youth of America, that we let the young people weigh in on what's important to them and uh, how they think the Sharks may be able to get themselves out of this sinkhole that they appear to be in. So uh, we're turning... To my seven-year-old daughter, Maddie. Maddie, I'm all, I'm all ears. Can you say hello to the listeners? Hi. And uh, what did you do today? Maddie is a uh, an athlete. And uh, what game did you play today? I played soccer, and I was against the Red Pandas. That's right. And uh, what position did you play? I played goalie and forward. I mean. Put, defender, defender. Yeah, you put did. put her in the game over Arendelle. I say. I I would say. Well, I mean, uh, did anybody score on you in the first half? No. No. So uh, already, already better, already better than Arendelle. Than Arendelle, and there's no question uh, the Sharks have goalie issues. The uh, Lightning bugs do not. Uh, you know, I'll say very solid in goal. Good team, fun team. Do you enjoy playing soccer, honey? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's just how you play the game. So I think the Sharks are not sad. They're very happy because it doesn't matter. Agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honey, I think that is a great outlook on life that unfortunately your Uncle Mike and I don't share. Just a wonderful attitude. When it comes to hockey, but when it comes to the lightning bugs, I do agree. True. The most important thing is that you just have fun. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Sharks are having fun no. or even trying hard, So, uh, which are two things that the Lightning Bugs do do. All right. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. All right. And hopefully your presence will turn around the misfortunes of this uh, stinky, doo-doo, poopy diaper team. That's right. Thank you, Maddie, for joining us. And we hope to have you on the podcast soon or maybe... We'll see you in between the pipes on the ice. All right. Bye. Bye, Daddy. All right. Here, you can take your lemonade. Dude, uplifting. Uh, what a what a cheerful look on life that I'm sure no one listening to this podcast shares. And, the, and uh, <laughs> probably the only positive note on today's podcast. Absolutely. I'm glad we had that, actually. True, because it is... It's a little um, gloomy. It's dark. These are dark times, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's dark. These are dark times. Um, having a rough road trip, I can understand. Losing to the Winnipeg Jets, who are not good. That is not a good hockey team. <laughs> uh, at home is not good. And then getting humiliated by the Vancouver Canucks oh, last God, night yeah. is oh, just awful. straight up embarrassing. And... Um, it's hard to know where to go from here. I do have some thoughts, some questions for you because 
I don't know now that we are, you know, um, uh, the Sharks are in eighth place in the Pacific. They're a good... They're the second to worst team in the NHL, yeah. I believe. I mean, they're... it's. Um, the Sharks have nine points. Even the Devils have 10 at this point. They sure. are only ahead of the Senators, tied with the Blackhawks and the Wild. Sure. One point behind the Kings. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, and we're <clears throat> approaching the quarter point of the season, which uh, I'm not sure what the panic threshold is for Doug Wilson, Hasso Plotner, um, where they decide that riding this out at the status quo is not a uh, path they can go down any longer. Yeah. Um, but the the first thing that I have to say, dude, because I don't even think it's worth talking about the games. I think we have to talk about what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to get out of this? Can they get out of this? Can they turn it around? Because this isn't a situation, dude, where they can just say, oh, you know what? This is not going to be a good year. And if we're bad, we'll get a high draft pick. They don't have their draft pick. No, they don't even have that. So if they're bad this year, like bad, like like top 10 draft pick bad, that's even more of a crotch kick yeah. than anything. Because then they invested in a bad team and they don't even have the asset to get when you're bad. You're just stuck with being bad for yeah. it, in for infinity loop, right? Yeah. So, yeah. dude, I I think I cannot see how they can play Aaron Dell another minute. I I that is the first thing that has to happen, dude. He has to be sent down and no one will claim him. Right. But he has to go and I think they have to lay, let Corner try. What do you have to lose? You're right. They have to send down Aaron Dell. He has been terrible. 878 save percentage, 3.83 goals allowed. It's it, it's worse than Jones. Yeah, which is hard to believe, but true. They have to send him down. They have to let Corner try. And I and dude, I, I'm not gonna just say try. They have to let him play. Yeah. He should play over Jones. He should play. Yeah. Because you have nothing to lose. I, I agree with you. It's it's a, a crazy situation with goalies right now where it seems like the Sharks have the two worst goalies in the league. The de- the defense are not helping. We talked about that last week, how the Sharks have given up a lot of high-quality chances. But if we say, look at the Winnipeg Jets game, which was with Jones in net, honestly... That was a pretty bad effort from Jones as well. I think I looked at the high danger chances and it was like the Sharks had 19 high danger chances and the Jets had two and yet scored three goals. Yeah, dude, that you can put a lot of that game on him. He, I think it was like 22 shots or something and he gave up three goals. Yeah, yeah. And the Sharks had like 90 shots or something ridiculous, right? right? And Hollabuck played out of his mind. The effort from the team that night was pretty good. They just couldn't close the deal. Mm-hmm. But Jones was not good enough, and there you have it, right? right? Whereas last night, everybody sucked. Yeah. 
they sort of followed up what was maybe something to build upon and go, gosh, you know, that's going to happen. You're going to get Craig Anderson sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Sure. It happens. You play a, a good goalie. That happens. You got to follow it up. Instead, they laid a huge turd. Yeah. And <laughs> it just makes you question. I mean, and Pete DeBoer called them soft. And they responded by being softer than ever. Right. And uh, so we'll get to that in a second. But Dell can't play anymore. They can't play him anymore. And they can hope that someone is stupid enough to claim him, which they won't be. Oh, no one will take him. So then he goes down to the Barracuda. They could probably send him to the ECHL and no one in the AHL will take him. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) But you hope that he can go down there and figure it out. Right? That's the best case scenario. You want to try and rehab the player, but coroner can't be worse. It just can't be. I mean, the only data point we have is not a good one. That's when he played versus Calgary in the preseason and got absolutely shelled. So, not that that really counts, but it's not like, oh, yeah, he showed promise against NHL competition in the preseason. It didn't look good. Well, but, then, but, let, you're, but you're right. We're let not, him stink. Wait, it, yeah. We already know what this right now we know what this is and it's terrible. So if if corner's worse, then I want to see it yeah. in a real game, right? Cuz I don't even know who played D in that game against Calgary. You know, did we have any NHL defensemen playing with him? Right. You know, I mean in our NHL defensemen aren't even playing like NHL defensemen anyways. That's true. So, you know, I don't know if we can say like you said, that data point for corner, I don't I don't know that that means anything, right. right? It it he needs to come up, he needs to play and they've got to see you look at the example we talked about it before. St. Louis is the example, right, that you can have a terrible start and turn it around, right? And they did two things. They went with the young goalie and they fired their coach. Yeah, that's And true. I think those are the only two options well, not the only two, but the first two options the Sharks have. Yeah. What are they going to do? Like, the, the the first is to try and see if Coroner's any good, mm-hmm. right? The second is what? I don't know. The, it, it, they don't have a choice. They've got to... The, the, the next move is Jabor. That's the only other thing that they can do because they're locked in to the core of this team for years and years. That's... Yeah. And they there's they can't just take a, a sledgehammer to it. it they, they have those are the two things to do. Yeah. Right. And and the reason why you go after the coach is because he's the only guy you can't fire. I mean, he's the only guy you can fire. Sure. I mean, and I mean, dude, I mean, DeBoer's been fired twice before. He's already outlasted his. All coaches get fired. Sure, of course, dude. Well, unless you're Bill Belichick. Right. But but I mean, right. you know. Yeah. But uh, you're right, dude. And all coaches get fired because sometimes you need a different messenger, right? Mm-hmm. And he lasted three seasons in Florida. He lasted three and a half seasons in New Jersey. He's on his fifth season here. Do I think this is all his fault? No. Do I think he's partly to blame for this? Yes, he is. Because I don't see him making any sort of creative adjustments. Right. He just sort of looks pained, right? <laughs> like he just looks pained and insults them. Right. You know what I mean? And right. like, you need to do something else. You need to get creative. You need to try something other than just shuffling lines around. Mm-hmm. What's going to change? What's going to be different? 
to fix the even strength play of this team, which is the worst in the league. By a huge margin. A huge margin. The Sharks are the worst five-on-five team in the league. So that that's the question. It's goaltending and defense clearly is the thing that's going to solve it quicklier. <laughs> and the, the thing is, is that uh, neither look great right now and neither seem to even be moving in the right direction, which is even worse, right? Like right. you said, Winnipeg looked okay. Didn't give up a lot of chances. Great. Vancouver comes along and it's just like, Everything was lost again. Everything fell apart again. The Boston game also embarrassing. Oh, that was I mean, that was that was humiliating. Yeah. I mean, like it just really was. I mean, you like, look at the string, it's not that the Sharks are like getting edged out. They're losing by three and four goals every single night. I mean, this team is something that we haven't seen in a long time. I know everybody's really eager to point fingers right now. It's hard to know if you point fingers at the coach. I mean, well, you, I mean, you, you, have gotta, to, you have to think at this point, which is crazy. I mean, we're 15 games in. You have to think, not that this is going to solve the problems of the team, but you have to think that Doug Wilson is is getting some is going to be feeling some heat here soon. He signed these players. He signed Eric well, Carlson yeah. to this huge contract. Yeah, sure. He has been leading the charge of the bad defensive brigade. Sure. And now he's got all these other guys that are signed for 87,000 years. Right. And we're stuck, like you said earlier in the show. And and I'm not ready to go there yet because I still I, I just that's the thing that makes this so mind boggling. Is that I had somebody ask me, I said, Well, this is because Joe Pavelski's gone. I said, I can't I have a hard time right. saying that that is why. Does that have something to do with it? Maybe it's completely upset the entire chemistry of this team. Yeah. To have Joe Pavelski gone and it's just you you took a daddy's gone and it was way more important than anything that we could have possibly realized, right? Right. right. I just have a hard time believing that because I don't think the things that aren't going right were things that Joe Pavelski could really have anything to do with. Right. Like, I mean, it's right. overall team play. Um, executing, uh, you know, any sort of energy or passion on the forecheck, defensive lapses. It's just they look so listless. Right. And then when things go wrong, they just completely fold and crumble. Right. This is almost like they gave up. Right. You know, and I wish we could talk to some NHL players and, and figure this out because somebody made the same point on the comment thread of the last show, which is, Oh, uh, Pavelski, the captaincy lost. When Pavelski took the captaincy, the Sharks were good, and now he's not the captain anymore, and the Sharks are bad. I just I have a very difficult time believing it's that simple. Oh, this guy's got a letter on his jersey. I'm going to play totally different. This guy's got a letter on his jersey. Everybody else is the same. I'm suddenly going to try hard. I'm suddenly going to play defense. If if that's really what it takes, then these guys are not very good NHL players, right? Right. Oh, okay. Oh, um, now that Joe Pavelski said that we should try hard, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. Oh, if it's Logan Couture, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and suck and glide around and give up odd man chances. I have a real difficult time believing that. But maybe some sort of personality situation is going on in the locker room. I'm I'm not ruling that out. If all you have is a bunch of negativity, that can expand on itself it can just grow and grow i don't know i mean we have no real insight into what's going on here but i can't imagine these guys are feeling great about it right now and sometimes 
that can make things worse. I don't know. Not that Joe Pavelski would necessarily be like a, a bright ray of sunshine in this situation, but you have to wonder if a, if a different mindset might bring out something different in these players. And that's where you go to the easy lever to pull that so many GMs have done before, not only to try and shake up the team, but to maybe try and save their own jobs is fire the coach. Yeah. And I, I mean, we're headed down that road, whether they gave DeBoer an extension or not. I don't think they're just going to stubbornly stick with him if they continue to be bad. This is what happened in his fourth year in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They were bad in his third year, which didn't happen last year. They almost made it to the cup final again. Like, I mean, like this is, this is why this is just madness. I mean, I I don't get it, but yeah, he's going to be the fall guy here. I mean, that's what will happen because they can't change the players or can they? We, another report of a Montreal scout. Uh, following the Sharks team. You know, it's been implied that it could be Vlasic, which at this point, I'm happy to... I mean, it's sad because he's been such a key part, but he's clearly not the same player anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. He's just not effective in the role that he used to have. Mm -hmm. And it will leave a giant gaping hole in what we're doing because I don't know what Montreal could possibly give us back that would replace... Classic. Well, at this point, you're not replacing player for player. You're trying to gain some flexibility either in cap or with picks or with young players that you think may but do what well. They, could, they couldn't possibly be interested in giving us any sort of actual asset, right? Like, what? I don't know. I know Montreal's a little dim-witted, right? <laughs> I mean, like, they, they've done some <laughs> stupid stuff, dude. But I just can't see them, like, giving us any sort of I mean, this would be cap relief, right? Yeah. And now another, and now we get ticked up to eight minutes a night of Tim Heed, which that's just got to stop at this point. Yeah, It's another player. He, DeBoer hates him so much. He's got to go. Yeah, then yeah. he needs to leave too and play, bring up one of the Barracuda guys and see if he's any better right because this whole tim heed for six minutes garbage yeah that's i'm tired of it yeah it can't happen anymore it's it's so it's not worth the time no what's what's the point you hate him yeah like (laughs) the days where you play a fourth line player three minutes or a third line defensive player six minutes those days have long passed in the nhl doesn't make any sense you i understand that carlson and burns are the class of the league or were uh, in terms of eating minutes, but you got to have a third pairing that makes some sense. That you got to be able to put them out in the ice in a decent situation. The Sharks aren't winning any games, so it's not like they can put them out when the Sharks have a comfortable lead because that just has never happened. Has this happened once this whole year? The Sharks beat Carolina five to two. Maybe in that game there might have been a couple minutes, but basically, there's you can't. If it's not a sustainable practice to have four defensemen on the team, it just doesn't work. I I just don't understand how you do it. No. So you're right. They got to go get, they got to find someone on the scrap heap, either free agent or otherwise, pay him the league minimum, put him in. And frankly, you do the same with goalies. Go get Michael Layton. Bring Michael Layton out of retirement. Like, I seriously, <laughs> I don't care. There's got to uh, be a guy who fell off the radar of an NHL team that was a steady backup at some point. I'm not joking. Like, you go find a guy that we haven't heard of in sure, a year, well, I mean, and you bring him on the team because at least he's not going to completely suck. Well, you've got it. You've got it. The first... This is the next step, and I think it, it has to happen this week, right? 
Dell needs to go. Coroner needs to come up. They need to do that, right? Yeah. That's got to happen. And then Coroner's got to play against either Chicago or Minnesota. Two he's of the got, worst teams in the NHL. He's got to play one of those games. And then you got to find out, is he any good? Or is he sucked too? Right. And then if he sucks too, then you need to go look around and see. Because I do believe that Martin Jones is at his best in a Sharks uniform when he was pushed by a good number two. When James Reimer was here, mm-hmm. Martin Jones was really good and was one of the major reasons why we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. This guy is not, you know, it's not like he doesn't have the credentials, right? He does. I mean, he he was very good. And since then, it's been disappointing, Yeah. right? But there's been a huge thing that's been missing. And that is that number two goalie that can push him. And yeah, Aaron Dell's got a cool mask. Right. He's got to go down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You you haven't been able to do it anymore. And, you know, same thing with Heed. Goodbye. We dare you. You know, they weren't afraid of someone trying to claim Brodzinski. Clearly, mm-hmm. no one wants him either. Right. 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 So no one's going to claim Heed. Nobody. Nobody's going to claim him. Send him down. Let him play for the Barracuda. Right. Or don't or don't play him there either if you don't want him someone who you're just regarding as just garbage, right? So and, and honestly, dude, I've never thought Tim Heed was that bad. I, but Pete DeBoer clearly hates him. Right. Like, I mean, like he won't play him at all in any sort of meaningful situation right. ever. Right. So I mean, I thought when Tim Heed started playing with the team like three years ago. It's like, oh, this is an interesting player, right? He's got some offensive upside. They never put him in any sort of position to do anything that he's good at, right? Right. Instead, he just doesn't play. So, I don't know. Those are the first things they've got to do. And then then, uh, I'm very confident that Doug Wilson is, he's going to go down swinging, right? I mean, he's going to light the whole house on fire if he's getting kicked out. And... Um, he knows that being bad this year is not an option. That's not an option. Right. They can't be bad. Uh, bad news. Spoiler alert. They're bad. They are bad right now, but they're <laughs> going to have to do... I mean, he's going to have to try and find some way for them not to be bad because them forking over a top five draft pick to Ottawa would be catastrophic to their fan base, which yeah. there's always already tenuous. Yeah. You know, that if that happened and they were bad and they had an empty building and fans couldn't even look at like having a top five pick coming back, that's disaster. Yeah. Like yeah. that and that can't happen. You know, there's two ways that they can go about that if they ha- if they get to that point. They can start trying to make hockey trades and moving some of these guys for other guys and seeing like, okay, well, if you swap out X for Y, does what does that change? Right. Yeah. yeah. Move a contract for a contract. Try and get a different guy in a room. Sort of like James Neal Lucic, you know, this year. Right. Which has worked out pretty good for Edmonton. Yeah. You know, James Neal's not a garbage player. It just wasn't working out in Calgary. See if there's some other example of that where, you know, you can look up and down the Sharks roster and you go, gosh, and you could get burned. You give up on Timo Meyer or Kevin LeBanc and you trade them for another player. They could flourish in that new situation because right. they were good last year. Right. So what right. do you do? I mean, like you're you're entering the panic zone here soon. Yeah, we're getting Where close. you start to see people make panic moves to try and 
not have the ship sink. And we and, always talk about Doug Wilson in past years being great at taking advantage of other teams for doing things like that. We don't want to be on the other side of that, dude. Well, I we, know. We don't but, want, but I mean. So what's the other option? You just stick with what, yeah. what you have? Honestly, yes. You wow, suck it up dude. and suck. Ooh, wow. I just don't think you can do that. You're going to trade Timo Meyer so you can win 50 games or win you know 40 games well, and lose in the first round? I don't think that he's the player. No, no. I, I don't mean, think the, the young players are not the ones, but I mean, you might have to look around and go, boy, you know, uh, this really stinks and I can't believe, you know, uh, I'm saying this. Uh, but uh, Eric, you want to wave that no move? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, I mean, this is not working out. He can't possibly be looking at himself in the mirror and going, "This is a good idea." Yeah. At this point, now again, it's way too early yeah. to put the nail in the coffin. But this is not a good start to the Carlson era of <laughs> yeah. him being the new face of this team. It's disaster right now. Yeah. Because he's getting booed. Yeah, they're booing him. They're now. booing him, and he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he's been playing like garbage. And if you're going, gosh, one of our most beloved players is out the door, and you've replaced him and paid more mm-hmm. for this guy, and this is what he's giving us. Yeah, yeah, boo as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good times. Interesting times in Sharksland, dude. I mean, no one expected this to go this downhill this quickly. It's just nobody's nobody's playing well except for maybe Evander Kane I, I kind of like what Evander Kane's been doing he's got eight goals I, I have no problem with how Kane's playing of course he's minus but everybody on the team's minus because the team is so bad five on five yeah I mean Evander Kane I think I he is not he is definitely at the at the top of who is having a good season but I think Evander Kane's stats are a little skewed by one really good game and he still only has two even strength goals in 12 games which is not good enough nobody's got any even strength it doesn't goals. matter he's got to be better he's yeah. being paid to be a 30 goal scorer and you know what he might get there this year but he might have half of them on the power play or more yeah and you know he's got to be better um and you know i mean I, I feel like he still has to i like it when he is playing at his pissiest right oh yeah and it doesn't it's not there right now like i mean like it, it maybe he feels the the pressure to not be taking penalties because he knows that when he's not on the ice they're at a major disadvantage but he's not out there you know, doing some of the other things that he does well. And he could be gun shy about the suspension. I mean, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that could be going into that. You know, statistically, points wise, Brent Burns is having a good year, right? He's got, you know, 11 points or sorry, 14 points in 15 games, right? Sure. Hurdle point wise, not bad. 12 points in 15 games, right? Mm-hmm. He's a minus 12. Yeah, minus 12. I mean, it, it's that's. Because it's just horrific. It's, it's just five on five. It, I mean, the Sharks are good special teams, and just they're terrible everywhere else. I, I you got to try some stuff. I think you got to have patience with the core of the team, and you got to be ruthless in swapping out everybody else. And right now, Dell and Jones are not the core of the team. But no one will take them, and I think that's I the position that we're in. Right? Is that you've got some immovable pieces that you can't do anything about it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, no one's going to want them. That's why you got to circle the wagons and just 
try and get better because well, we think we have the we have the I personnel. do still believe that we have the personnel dude and, and and let me just be clear to the listeners before we start getting tweeted at yeah. I'm not advocating for any of these things but the goalie change yeah. that has to happen yeah the goalie change needs to happen it needs to happen immediately and it, and corner needs to play he should play they should bring him up he should play tomorrow right. against Chicago he should play yeah and then why not what do you have to lose Everybody else has been garbage. Yeah. And if he's terrible, then you go, oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? Right. Well, then back to Jones, right? But if he's good, if he plays well and they win, guess what? Corner, you're playing again yeah. on Thursday against Minnesota. You win again, you're playing again against Nashville. Guess what? Yeah. That's what happened with St. Louis last year. Yeah. Jake Allen was the number one, right? And he... He pissed all over himself all the time <laughs> yeah. when it mattered, yeah. and he lost the job. Yeah, yeah. To the guy who played well. That's how this is supposed to work. You're not supposed to have tenure. Well, I mean, that's apparently how it works right now. Yeah, and that shouldn't be how it works. And you know, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe this kid is completely not ready for this moment. But I don't know. He's having a pretty good year for the Barracuda. He's having a really good year for the Barracuda. His goals allows under two. Save percentage of 930-something. Bring him up. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you, dude. 100%. Bring him up. It's time to see him play. I'm tired of Dell. Dude, the only possible glimmer on the horizon is the fact that, like I said, the Sharks are going to be playing two of the worst teams in sure. the league next. Dude, they this... just played two of the worst teams. I know. No, Vancouver's not that bad. <laughs> Vancouver's not that bad. Vancouver's second in the Pacific. They got 20 points, dude. Vancouver's not that bad. Winnipeg is not great, but they're better than the Wild and the Blackhawks. The Wild and the Blackhawks have the same number of points as the Sharks. Not too many teams like that in the league right now. This is the time. They must seize this moment to take advantage of other bad teams, try to build some confidence, try and get some momentum in the positive direction, and to try out a different goalie to see if they can change the route that this team is going defensively. And I think that's how you got to start that change is that everybody's playing scared. Everybody's worried about giving up goals. Everybody's coughing up the puck in their zone. And if the goalie can settle things down a little bit, maybe this team can win a game or two and change the whole mindset. But I'm, I'm with you, dude. There needs to be a, a goalie change immediately. They need to try something. And if not, I say... You go on the free agent pile and you pull one of these guys who couldn't find a job. I, you know, I don't have a list of those guys in front of me, but well, I'm, I'm pulling up a list. We're gonna pull it up right now. I'm gonna see what you know who who's gonna float your boat, dude. Here, here we go. Cap. Here we go. Um, available goalies, yep. dude. Available goalies. Um, this is taking way too long, dude. Here we go. All right, I'm excited. It's coming up, dude. Available goalies all right uh who played in the nhl last year chad johnson okay played 19 games in the nhl last year and he had stats very similar to uh aaron dell <laughs> okay uh michael neuverth yeah seven games in the nhl last year his goal allow was 4.26 i'm still listening about michael neuverth scott darling okay uh eight games in the nhl last year um, and he had uh, 
a 3.33 goals allowed, dude. Yeah. Those guys are all free agents. I don't know if they're playing with anybody right now. If they're playing, um, Steve Mason is available, dude. Uh, Carrie Lettinen, Al Montoya. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at Scott Darling here. Is he playing with an AHL team or anything? No, it looks like he's not doing anything. So either one of those guys, I'd have a conversation with him. You in shape? Do you work out over the summer? You ready to play? You want to come in here? You want to meet with the team? Want to see what's going on? I mean, even the act of bringing those guys in to see what's what might make a difference. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I mean, Scott Darling is uh, a guy who had a great year as a backup in Chicago that earned him the starting role in Carolina in a big fat contract, and he sucked a big fat egg. Right. And they let him go, you know? So that's that guy's story. It's not a great story. No. Right? It's not exactly who you want to have come in and fix everything. Um, You know, Chad Johnson has been on a different team for the last four years. I mean, this guy, this guy's been on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the last eight years, right? So, okay. So is Curtis McElhaney, right? But I mean, you know, he's got an NHL resume. I I guess you're right, dude. I mean, you, you could go down that path. I would way rather see them uh, try to get what they can out of one of the young kids. Right. Right? I mean, I don't know if, you know, what what's the easiest position to try and come in and play with relatively no NHL experience, right? If you're a, a skater, you have to have some sort of chemistry with your other players and know the system. If you're a goalie, you just need to play, right? Yeah. Just need to play. You know who I'm looking at, dude? <laughs> Best name ever. I'm looking at a guy named Tyler Buns because I think you <laughs> might just have to sign him for the story. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he saved our Buns? I'm, I would consider him. <laughs> One NHL game yeah. and he's got a nine goals allowed, dude. Right? Tyler Buns. Why not? I, I mean, at this point, why not? <laughs> so, right? um, dude, another week, three more games. Um and I mean, I wish I felt confident that I saw anything from them that made me feel like they have the the attitude yeah. to try and pull themselves out of this, you know? Right. Um, if I was in Vegas, I'd be betting against them every single night mm-hmm. because it's interesting to look at the lines. They'll, they're still being priced like a good team. I know. Right? They're still being priced. They've been, they were favored in both of these games. Dude, I mean, like yeah. the, they are not good right now, and they've got the horses to be better. But you know, I think it's around the twenty twenty five game mark. If they're still at the bottom of the league with no signs of life, Pete DeBoer should you know start looking for a new place to live because right. I think he's next. I think that's what's next. Yeah, whether they gave him an extension or not, that's what they. That's the the only thing that they could do. Yeah. Because they're stuck. They're stuck with these guys. Like, it, it, this is the way it is, right? Dude, there's one answer. Tyler Buns. Tyler Buns. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.